Welcome to The Coach's Wife 308. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Here, we're going to be exploring everything from personal development, health, and wild new ideas from the curious perspective of a small-town coach's wife. If you're curious like me, you're in the right place. Let's get on with today's episode. Kara, welcome to the Coach's Wife podcast. Ah, thank you. <laughs> glad you agreed to come today. So, Kara, you're a catalyst, and you kind of entered into a journey with energy work. So, kind of tell us how it all started, if you wouldn't mind. Um, kind of like what what planted the seed, and then like kind of how that started growing. Okay, so uh, I'll take you way back to the very beginning. I guess Let's go. my first catalyst experience. Um, I was, I, it was my first opportunity to really have a sounding board like that, a group that was a pure group that could really listen to what I was dealing with. And I was in a really different place at the time. I was um, very self-judgmental. I was self-sabotaging myself. Um, I would only allow myself to be so successful. And then I would like stop and retreat and I couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, you know, why was I self-sabotaging? Why was I um, just not able to be at peace with myself? And in that room, in that uh, moment when we were sharing, what am I thinking about doing for my IDP? Or what am I thinking about is going on in my life? I remember somebody saying, wait, stop, Kara. What is that narrative? I don't, I don't think that's you talking. I hear something else. And what is what's going on? And I mean, I immediately thought, well, that would be my mother coming out of my mouth. And that self-criticism was, you know, we're all raised in a way that um, sets us up for our, our adult life. And I was realizing that, boy, I, I needed I needed to be realistic about who I am and what was wrong. And so I had done some work. I'd gone to a, a program called the Hoffman Process through my Catalyst experience. And that was a chance for me to stop some patterns that I had established in my life. Um, you know, we all learn to survive our childhood. And I thought I had a, a fabulous childhood. It turned out that it wasn't so fabulous and that I was dealing with some things in my world that were coming up and impacting the way I I interacted with other people. And um, I was able to learn new ways of being that um, my, I overthink everything. I shut my emotions down. I don't pay attention to what's going on in my body. And um, so this helped me learn to put all of those on an equal playing field. My body, my intellect, my spirit, and my emotions all have wisdom and they all are part of who I am, and I need to listen to all parts equally. Um, that being said, I was still having a lot of autoimmune problems. Um, this was a couple of years later. I was getting these rashes, and I was getting just pain that I had never experienced before, pain in my knees and pain in my shoulders and neck and, you know, just just things were not going well for me. I was having a lot of inflammation that didn't show up on a blood test, but it sure showed up in my feelings of my how I felt. And I ended up um, finally going to a doctor that I hadn't 
previously seen. And that doctor said, hey, you know, this is not a fungal rash. This is not uh, allergies. This is this is autoimmune. Something is causing this. Something's triggering this. And that was when I knew I needed help. I couldn't do this on my own. And so I went looking for another pathway to learn to listen to my body better. And I went thinking I was going to learn some meditative processes that maybe I was going to learn how to deep breathe or um, just calm myself better and have less stress. And what I really learned was shut your brain off and and tune into what your body is telling you. So that's kind of the backstory, a long explanation of how I Oh got no, there. that's that's perfect. You know what I hear you saying when you talk is um you know something happened and at some point you started to just really seek truth in a completely new way. And so you kind of that led you to the Hoffman Institute and then you kind of started to realize like you overthink, you shut down your emotions and you don't listen to your body, which sounds just kind of how we're almost taught to live. You know, like if you start crying or something's bad, it's like, get over it, like pull yourself together. Let's go. You have a pain in your body, like, you know, just be strong and and go through it because showing, you know, any sort of weakness was bad when it almost seems like what's actually true is all of these things are, are trying to tell us something. Right. I mean, or even, you know, it's even we're tired. Go get a cup of coffee or sorry, you have to go to the bathroom. Now's not the time. Hang on to it. You know, and, and we just learn to turn off our body signals. Yeah. Just disconnect from them completely. Like they don't really just, you know, connecting that with like strength, I think was kind of the narrative. And it really seems to be kind of a damaging way to think, you know, I talked about this, you know, being an athlete, there's, you know, certain things, your body just knows what to do to help it recover quicker. And, you know, don't lean over, run, don't walk or completely ignore everything your body is telling you (laughs) so that you don't give off this appearance of weakness. And so that's just kind of something that's kind of illuminated itself when if we actually work with our bodies or our feelings, like, everything's kind of trying to, to probably tell us something. And so going to the Hoffman Institute, did you find that that made a pretty solid, like a a pretty significant difference in the way that you approached life? It was life altering. Yeah. It was, um, it very much taught me new ways to overcome patterns. Like maybe I was, I was finding myself, um, reacting to people in a way that I didn't, I didn't understand why that person always triggered me. They didn't do anything to me, but why was I always feeling so anxious around them? Or why did I always think that that guy always had it out for me? Or, you know, somebody's always in, trying to get in my way or I just get a bad vibe. And that that's not who I wanted to be, you know? And I, um, I overcame all of those trigger patterns that, um, and just learned a new way of dealing with my life. And basically asking, we all, the, both the Hoffman process and the other one I attended, which is, um, the, the Sedona wellness retreat. And it's at a place called Sedona Mago, which is, um, just this wonderful retreat center, but both of those retreat centers, it was very much 
listen to your body, listen, get everything in balance. But above all, your spirit always knows the best path. You know, your your spirit is not going to lead you astray. You can be triggered by, oh, I feel really emotional right now, or I'm overthinking right now. But if you listen to what your spirit really has to say about what's the best way forward, both of those programs were totally in balance with that approach. Very, yeah. So your with your autoimmune issues that came up, had you always had those or did those occur after the Hoffman Institute experience? Yeah, I've always had them. I think I started to have, I bet I probably had autoimmune disease when I was in my early 20s, maybe about the time I had my first son. I went into a, a like a thyroid disorder that was, I forget what they, oh, they called it thyroiditis. It was like, I was super hyperthyroid and super hypothyroid at the same time. Oh my I just gosh. felt like I had been run over by a semi. Yeah. And it just, it, I think it was just the shock of all the hormones and the stress of trying to be the perfect mom and trying to get back to work and be a good wife and all of the things I think that's when I first recognized this isn't right. Um, but I had gone through a journey of um, just getting more and more not feeling physically like myself. And finally, in 2015, I recognized that that little bump that had been on my thyroid all along had grown into this huge knot. And we had to take half of my thyroid out Eventually, I ended up with another endocrine disorder, which um, is a little less well-known. It's hyperparathyroidism. That was immediate need to get that removed. So while they were doing that surgery, they took the rest of my thyroid too. That's. Do you think, um, had you not gone to the Hoffman Institute, do you feel like that maybe like uncovered some layers for you to kind of go another layer deeper by going to the Sedona Wellness Center and exploring your autoimmune disease. So yeah, when I went to Hoffman, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever done. You hand them your phone, you travel all of this distance into this um, retreat that you think, are are they going to brainwash me? Is this a cult? What's going to happen? You know, you turn over everything and just surrender yourself to this experience. And for me, that was terrifying enough. But looking at myself in the mirror and just really saying, this is me. I've got to change this. I'm responsible for this. Um, You know, whatever happens with me, uh, whatever that narrative that's in my head or whatever's physically wrong with me or my relationships or whatever I've got to own that. And for me to be able to go through that process and say, oh gosh, I can do this. I can do really hard things and um, come out better for doing it. That was so scary and so meaningful, but it also has put me on this path of there's more out there. There's more discovery for me to do. And to go to Sedona Mago was just another way for me to discover more um, things that I, I honestly would not have even considered. It's just, you know, especially. It opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Like a new world for you. Yeah. 
I have to laugh because I feel like a lot of times I talk to catalysts when they really like um, go explore their growth edge and try something new. One of the questions we all ask ourselves is like, did I just join a cult? (laughs) (laughs) What what is this? What is happening? Why would they do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, that's um, really cool. So yeah, talk to us more about, you know, going to the Sedona Wellness Retreat. You thought it was going to be kind of meditation. Something else happened. What what happened? Well, I, it was it was a blast, honestly. I sat, uh, I, I got there, one of the first people, me and another lady arrived really early in the day. And I, I'm one of those people that really wants to know my surroundings. I got to be comfortable there. So that was perfect for me uh, to have this beautiful campus to just explore on my own. And I went and sat in the healing garden and I wandered around for a little while, found where the dining hall is. I got to know where the dining hall is and (laughs) just got familiar with where I was. And then in the evening we had our first class um, and it was, here's your journal here's where the bathroom is. Here's your expectations and what we're going to be doing over the next few days. And while we were um, in the classroom, just learning about the basics, they had us, you know, okay, clap your hands 10 times. Now rub your hands together for a few minutes and now hold them apart. And can you feel that energy between your hands? And I thought, I am holding a ball in my hands. I have no idea what this is, that in between my two palms, I'm holding a ball. There's nothing there, but there's a ball. And it was the energy that um, I I feel like had I not had that moment, I don't know that I really would have believed half of what they were teaching us. It was just like so pronounced that we could move this ball, we could stretch it and roll it around in our palms. And I think half of it is, you know, yeah, you generate some energy, you stimulate your your nerve endings and your acupressure centers and things, but all of the vortices that are on that on that area, the energies that are moving throughout that that whole campus, it's so magnified there that you literally just have a ball in your head. Yep. I call it a chi ball. <laughs> you can I mean now everyone knows they can clap their hands and rub it together. And, and it's you. when I feel it, it's like there's a point where like all of a sudden your hands want to like magnetically go together. And so like right here, I can kind of feel it. So that's so, uh, what a cool thing to start, start the retreat off with giving you something tangible. Here's something you can't see, but you can feel it and you know it's there. And it makes sense. You know, I try to tell people about this retreat and tell people like my, my neighbor has, um, had some horrible traumas recently, just really a lot of loss. And, and I was telling her, you should try this retreat that I went to. And as I was telling her this, my other neighbor was staring at me and I could see the look on his face, like you're out of your flipping mind. What are you telling people? And, and I get it. I totally get it. Cause I would have been in the same position <laughs> a year ago, two years ago, but, you know, we learn different ways to change our yeah. energy all the time. We learn to meditate. We learn to pray. We learn to sleep better, to eat better, to move, turn on your favorite music. music. Yeah, for it sure. Changes your energy. Mm-hmm. And this is no different. It's just that all of a sudden it's right in my face that there's an energy ball in my hands. 
<laughs> your neighbors are like, don't join Kara's cult. <laughs> the other neighbor's like, join it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's a cool way. So that was kind of like that point where you're like, okay, okay. I like let's surrender to this, to what is okay. Whatever I came with in my brain that I was going to work on, I just said, put that aside and embrace what they're going to teach me. That's yeah. That's not an easy thing to do. Another thing I hear is, you know, you, you suddenly just developed a massive commitment to I, what I feel like is kind of discover the truth about yourself. But prior to like meeting with the catalyst group, had you had any interest in, um, or was there any awareness that this was even a possibility that, that maybe this voice inside your head isn't 100% correct? Not so much uh, to the, to not, I can't say that to the extent that it is now or that it became, I feel like, um, you know, yeah, we question ourselves and we think, what is there more to life or what am I, am I doing the right thing? But I can't say that I ever believed any of the personality assessments that I took or, you know, with the exception of maybe the Gallup Strengths Finders, I, mm -hmm. I did Which that. Which very practical. <laughs> yeah. I thought, boy, that's a book about Kara right there. That is totally <laughs> spot on. But all of the other personality things and it's like, yeah, that kind of talks about me, but not really. And I just, I never really believed that it was possible to know yourself that deeply until I had the opportunity to be in the catalyst group and just bounce ideas off of a peer group that um, was not going to judge me for the reality of just, I just, I needed to spill to somebody. And that safe place is, is, um, is just an amazing thing to have. I think it really gives us a container to, to explore parts of ourselves and like just that curiosity aspect. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's just my favorite part of being a catalyst was I liked doing my IDPs, but it was really sitting in, you know, groups every other month is what we did. And just being able to be exactly who we are without any, you know, masks or anything like that. So yeah, you kind of, did you learn some energy modalities or learn, what did you learn to do with energy while you were at the wellness retreat? Yeah. Well, we did first practice a lot of mindfulness meditation. We learned several different forms of that. So we knew what really worked for us. Um, you know, whether it's imagining you're standing under a waterfall and the water is cleansing your, your thoughts and cleansing your body from within, or um, whether you're setting your feet into a pool of water and all of the things are, are coming out, you know, whether it's grounding, maybe it's grounding, you're walking barefoot on some gravel and you're feeling what's going on in your feet. Those things can help you really tune into what's your, what's your body telling you, what it, instead of listening to what my you head kind of is. come down from here and come back yeah. into your body. Yeah. yeah. Very grounding. Yeah. And then we learned um, different techniques like body tapping, like we tapped on our head, tapped on our face, tapped here and really we did whole body tapping and that stimulates every meridian in your body and it's kind of um, releases your anxiety it will um, open up the energy flow throughout your entire body it opens your lymphatic system and your nervous system so 
head to toe tapping is something that I have continued to do every day if possible. It takes me like seven minutes and it just helps unblock any of the energy stoppages that I have. So that was one thing that we, we did repeatedly um, was tapping head to toe. And we've used um, a lot of different modalities, honestly. Uh, wooden pillow is one that I... You had said that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought the wooden pillow. I would, They had a few different things that we tried. There was belly button stimulation and I wasn't really into that. I don't know. I can, I could see, you know, if you feel around inside your belly button, you can find the tension in your organs and which one are you trying to get that energy in. Um, the tool that they had us use, I just wasn't, it wasn't my jam and I get it. You know, that's, and I, they were fine when I said, you know what, I'm not going to do that one. They're like, okay, no problem. Just, you know, do what you want to do. But um, the, the wooden pillow I take, I spend almost every day on that too. And I will not leave my house without it. It's kind of a little bamboo rounded pillow and you can use it for uh, activating your acupressure centers. It's kind of like getting a chiropractic adjustment and a massage at the same time as acupressure treatments. And you just go kind of head to toe with it. Um, Just rock on it with your muscles. And if there's a spot of tension, you just keep working on it until that doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, I'm glad you clarified. Oh, I'll have to look at it. I thought you honestly like slept with a wooden pillow. I'm like, oh, no, you it's good for it. your body. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got it. So, yeah. And we did meridian exercises, which are just similar to, you know, almost like somatic exercises or yoga or, you know, something along those lines where, if you're having some trapped energies in your body, you're feeling the pain in that one spot, then concentrate on doing these particular exercises. And that really helps release that. And by releasing the pain in that one spot, sometimes, you know, you really concentrate on it. You might even make it hurt a little more and you can unbury what is really the problem that you're storing in your body there. Do you come up with like a memory or just as a feeling kind of come up? Yeah, yeah. Like we um, we worked really hard on okay, what what is really hurting, and we made it hurt a little bit more. And we just asked ourselves, okay, what's behind that? I acknowledge that pain. I acknowledge that it's there. What's behind it? And um, at some point, this light bulb comes on, and I realized I was afraid of judgment, not just from other people, but I was afraid of judging myself. And I was afraid of success. And the reason why I'm afraid of success is because people judge me and they expect me to be more successful and I got to maintain that. And then I judge myself and it just is this vicious cycle. So by understanding what was really trapped and why it was in that spot, I'm able to address it and work on it. Um, And that's kind of where my Hoffman stuff comes back around to is saying, okay, what's that vicious pattern? that's going on there and let's identify each little piece and we can go back and and find a better way of operating than what you're currently doing so that you can let it all go. That's amazing. What happened like moving forward? So it sounds like you were able to bring back some practices and, but you do your seven minute full body tapping, you use your wooden pillow. So those are things that you've actually just implemented and integrated into your life. When you went, so you kind of, the outcome seemed to kind of maybe ease the symptoms, would you say, when you went to the Sedona Wellness Retreat? 
Oh yeah. I have, um, there's really, I'm not having many symptoms anymore. I still get this and I think it's an allergic thing. I don't know. I get this little itchy spot around my face, maybe once in a while, you know, every week or two, I'll get it kind of this itchiness going on. And it, I, I still have a lot of work to do. I'm not going to lie. I've, I actually, um, they wanted the Sedona staff wants me to come back for their other retreat, which is finding true self. Oh, and I just said, wait, this is quite a journey for me to get here. You know, airplanes and overnights and it's, it's a lot for me to get here. I might try to make that work. We'll see. It won't be right away. And she's like, uh, you need to come. And I, I said, yeah, but I've already done a lot of this work before. And uh, my master says, uh, you're a workaholic and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> All of this stuff you're saying about, you know, airplanes and overnight stays tells me that you should really <laughs> come down here. He's like, I can, I can help you with this. We need to have you come back some more and do a little more work. So, so yeah. So it sounds like you've really been able to, um, the, the desired outcome of, you know, reducing your autoimmune systems really came through. What else have you noticed after, you know, working with I'm your energy? Just, yeah. I'm just so at peace. It is, mm. um, well, I, I felt so much better and so much more, um, happy and invigorated and just better after the Hoffman process. But now I just feel so quieted, like nothing rattles me much anymore. Mm. And I, I, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but I just feel like I have answers that make sense instead of feeling like I need to figure this out right now. I, it's like, no, just, just give yourself permission to be angry. So I'm, I feel anger. It's there. So what? We all feel anger. It doesn't impact your life. It's just a minute. And I, you know, I just have less of a, of a reaction. I just feel more peaceful and more uh, open-minded or better perspective. Yeah. Would you say like, I, I've heard this before is like, we're not human doings. We're human beings. Um, would you say that you've been able to like kind of come into just being, being Kara, being who you are rather than almost feeling this need that I think all of us, I mean, everything you said from like overthinking, shutting down your emotions, not listening to your body, judging yourself. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we're all swimming in right now in our lives. And what I love hearing you say is, yeah, you can get out. You actually don't have to swim in this. There's another way just to kind of be, just be with yourself and experience happiness. And has, have you noticed a change in your relationships or how people relate to you? I feel like it. Yeah. Um, I say it all the time now after, after both retreats, I say, you know, we are only human beings. We all want the same things. We all want happiness. We all want love. We all want security. We all want acceptedness and, and just to belong. And we're all just humans being, being humans. We're doing the best we can. And I have this, um, just a profound sense of compassion and forgiveness for everyone else. And so when somebody, uh, you know, I have one person I know I can name her right now. She doesn't like me. And I didn't, I didn't do anything to deserve that. 
get it. She's, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I can be a lot. And she just doesn't like me. And I'm totally at peace with that rather than chasing that relationship and trying to make it something that I can never control. I can just be okay with the fact that we're, we're just being people and I will try to be kind rather than trying to, you know, feel like I have to control that situation or make her believe I'm a good person. Right. So oh. it's just like, I'm going to give you grace to not like me. It's okay. I'm all right with that. That's a hard one. That's, I, I, that's something like, I feel like I've had to kind of learn and go through is, you know, people can, they cannot, they, it's, it's their choice. What they think about me is really up to them. And there's such freedom in not trying to have to, change their mind. You get to not like me. Or I mean, a hard one is like, you get to be wrong about me. Because when you have the best intentions, you want people to know, like, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to. But if that's what they choose to believe, that's what they choose to believe. And so kind of releasing yourself from having to control that narrative about yourself, I think is such a key to freedom, which I think leads to that peace. Yeah. And I just try to project better energy. I try to decide that I want to be a better person. I want to be in a better way. I want to be in a better frame of mind. And I try to project that energy on people rather than, oh my gosh, I'm having a horrible day. I don't need everybody to know about every detail of it. No, you know, sometimes we do have that and, and that's okay. But, you know, most of the time I just try to do a better job of being present for people and being more in tune with, with what they're feeling and, you know, it's harder <laughs> than I thought, but at the same time, it's um, it's more genuine than it used to be. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, I had a really I had a question building, but you were you were on a roll. You were doing so good. Um, I go down a path. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it was perfect. I think where I was going with it is, you know, mindfulness was life changing for me, and it you know it's something I do try to implement every day, and it sounds kind of what I would tell people is like when people would talk about mindfulness, I'm like, this is boring. (laughs) It's not like you're not doing anything, but mindfulness really changes your relationship to life in such a profound way. Um, You know, losing, you know, if you've ever lost people, I found like, you know, mindfulness to have been probably that which helped me move through like heavy emotions, you know, in the best way, like, you know, losing somebody, I just kind of dove right into that grief as deep as I could. And um, again, we talk about that freedom when, you know, you, you understand, like, we're just, usually we're trying to create or avoid an emotion or a feeling because that's what we do as humans. We're always looking to feel a certain way. And um, another thing, like a way of looking at life I subscribe to is life is supposed to be 50-50. It's not supposed to be good all the time. You're, you're supposed to live with some degree of contrast. Um, and that's what creates the good and the bad and, you know, duality. But it also creates the fullness of life, of what we have. And so I'm not being afraid to feel those really negative feelings. And I am still afraid to feel a lot. But knowing that it's not bad that they're there, that it doesn't mean that life is spiraling out of control but being like, okay, this is just the other the other part of life that we're all meant to experience. Really, just that one lens, I think, can make a massive difference. Yeah, 
our choices, our emotions, our past, those are not who we are. We didn't, we don't have to own those all the time. They're a minute, they're a flash in the pan. And, you know, we, it doesn't define us. What defines us is what chooses, what we choose to be defined by and how we want to want to live our lives. Yeah, I really want to acknowledge just how you kind of, you know, made that commitment to yourself and really went to seek the truth about like who you are, but also just kind of the truth about, I think, life in general. And that's not easy to do. A lot of people don't don't do that. But would you say that as you start to kind of discover yourself and, you know, you realize, oh, this isn't my voice talking. This is something that's probably been programmed into me. You know, I think there's so many times that we're trying to change somebody else or like this person needs to be different or this person needs to be different for our world to be better. I think it's Byron Katie talks about, you know, your different homes. You have your house, my house and God's house or the universe's house. And so many times we're in other people's houses saying, your life's a mess. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Or we're thinking about, you know, things that are happening throughout the world. And like, that's God's. God's got that. Don't worry about it. But what I see you doing is like coming to your house, like what's, what's happening here. And if we all just kind of maybe took a little bit of a turn inward and like, okay, what's happening? What are my thoughts? What's happening in my body? What is it trying to tell me? And just really got that cleaned up. I feel like that's what sends ripple effects throughout our world. And so what's nice is the truth is we don't control circumstances outside of our you know, outside of us. And we don't control other people as much as we like to, we don't. There's one person that we have any agency or, and that's ourselves. And I think it's, I'm so glad you shared your story and how you really, you know, took that step to discover who you are and to just, what is, what I feel like you're doing is just really leaving this place better than what you found it. And Yeah, that's a really cool thing. So I want to respect your time. And as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Is there anything I didn't ask that you'd like to go into a little bit more? No, I don't. I don't think I have much more to add. I think it's just, I would just say we are only responsible for ourselves. Like you just said, we are responsible for our energy and and what we project onto other people. And so just take the high road and, and listen to your spirit. What's your spirit want to look like today and visualize that and, and be that. And don't try to, don't try to impact other people's aura because they are, they might, you don't know what they're going through. Just have some compassion for people. Well, those are great wise words. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And I, I would love to circle back with you. And especially if you, you know, if you go down to Sedona again, I'd like to see how, how that plays out for you. Yeah, for sure. I am so excited that you asked me to be on your show. And thank you, Kara. You know, it's a scary thing kind of out of my comfort zone. And yet at the same time, I feel like these things just really need to be talked about. So I think it's going to be great. I think for my listeners are really going to like what you had to say. Good. All right. Thank you. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.